now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Hello, people. All right, hey, we're going to open up this song today with Matt Redman's song, Everything That Has Breath, to give Periscope and YouTube and all you peoples time to come in. So, I don't know about you, but this week has gone by really super fast. This is a special edition of Bible News Radio tonight, here, live on the internet, as always. All right, here we go. Matt Redman. Praise you in the morning. Praise you in the morning. In the evening. Praise you when I'm young and when I'm old. Yeah, when you're old too, people. Praise you when I'm laughing. Praise you when I'm breathing. Praise you every season of the soul. If we could see how much your your power, your might, your endless love, surely we would never cease to pray. Everything that, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Everything that, everything that, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Alright, that's right, people. Praise you in the heavens. Praise the angels. I don't know all the words, obviously. <laughs> Alright. Everything that, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Everything that, everything that, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. All right, that's right. So the question is, what are you praising God for today? That is the question of the day. Because there's a lot to praise God for, people. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Everything that, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Everything that, everything that, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Yep. Has breath, praise the Lord. It's amazing to me. Because there's actually people on YouTube who thumbs down this song. Really? You know? All 
Alright, this song's like six minutes long, so I'm gonna cut it off here. But yeah, you can go to YouTube, listen to this old song. This is an old worship song. This is like a classic, <laughs> like Randall, you know, like a Model T. Super uh, old. And no. <laughs> uh, I remember when. <laughs> Sorry. Classic <laughs> is classic. At least I'm not an antique, you know? My dad's an antique. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> Well, it used to be antique was anything 100 years old or more, but he's, I, he's close, yeah. yeah. I remember when Matt Redman came on the scene like 30 years ago or something like that. Everybody, like, like uh, um, when, the, when, the, when the music plays. It fades. It fades. And all is stripped away, and I simply come. Longing just to bring something that's of worth. Yeah. That will bless your heart. I'll bring you, you more, more than, than a song. Anyway. A song in itself. Right. Is not what you we're gonna have get, desired. We're, we're cop more copyright <laughs> violations here. Okay, whatever. Okay, anyway. anyway, so here's the thing. I, let's see, am going to... Here's the thing. Here. Here's the thing. Go for it. Yeah. All right, well, welcome, people, to the show. Okay, so we're here Thursday night, which is unusual, right? We used to be here on Thursday night every night, every Thursday. <sighs> afternoon. Afternoon. Oh, yeah, afternoon. Anyway, but now it is Thursday night. It is 8.05 p.m. Central Time, and it feels like it. <laughs> I'm tired. I knew I was going to be tired today because I Thursday is a super busy day for me. And, uh, but tonight for an hour, we're here, people, we're going to deliver the news to you. And the first thing I want to do is welcome everybody to the show. If you're on YouTube, let's see here. Let's go see if anybody's over there. And I know there's people probably on Twitch, maybe. There's Oddvar and Periscope. And let's see, there's three people on, on YouTube. So unless we know who you are. And then is there anybody on that other thingy? Sean is over there on Periscope. Um, it's hard to look everywhere. What's that other one we're on? I don't know. We are also, we Where are, are we also on? on Mixer. We're Mix on Twitch and Mixer. Okay, Natasha's there. Barbara's there. <laughs> so YouTube, yeah, three people watching on YouTube. One viewer yep. on Twitch. Who are you? It's probably Identify me. Identify yourself. Does it, well, it registers me if I'm there watching. I just shut myself though. I just shut it off. Well, so is I, one. Barb says, antique, who, me? <laughs> You're very funny. And then uh, in the realm uh, of uh, Mixer, um, where is it? Yeah, one viewer on Mixer. One live viewer. So, who are you? <laughs> and how did you get here? That is the question. Mm -hmm. Identify. Identify. <laughs> no, cool. If you want to. Tell us uh, where you're watching from. Our numbers we'll have multiplied like rabbits that, well, anyway. All um, right. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, so. You do the math. The song by Matt Redmond that came to my heart right before the show today. Well, well, yeah, actually. So I've been reading in Psalms lately. But I've been reading in the back of the book instead of the front of the book. Because the front of the book I've read, like, more than the back. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, let's read Psalm 148, shall we, people? Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do. Psalm 148 reads, 
Is this the new American Standard? I gotta make sure it's the right version. Wait, hold on. Don't want to read in an unsanctified version. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding about that part. Okay, so it says here, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all stars of light. Praise him, highest heavens and the waters that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He has also established them forever and ever. Yeah, he has. He has made a decree, a decree which will not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, sea monsters, and all, and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind, fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things, and winged fowl, like turkeys and chickens, <laughs> kings of the earth and all the peoples, Princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and virgins, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above earth and heaven, and he has lifted up a horn for his people. Praise for all his godly ones, even for the sons of Israel, a people near to him. Praise the Lord. And I read that, and then I went and I flipped over to Psalm 149, which says this, Praise the Lord. Yeah, it does. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the godly ones. Let Israel be glad in his maker. Let the sons of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing. Let them sing praises to him with timbrel and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the afflicted ones with salvation. Let the godly ones exult in glory. Let them sing for joys on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the judgment written, this is an honor for all his godly ones. Praise the Lord. And then Psalm 150 says this. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty expanse. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with a trumpet sound. Praise him with a harp and lyre. Praise him with a timbrel and dancing. Praise him with stringed instruments and pipe. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's right, people. So I wanted to share those three psalms with you because earlier... This week when I was reading through Psalms in my, in my quiet time, it really struck me that um, all of the things that, 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 that the psalmist said that, that praised the Lord, I mean, it was everything, you know, it was, it was all of creation essentially was declared to actually praise the Lord. And I was thinking about it in my scientific mind. I was thinking, 
how does the stars praise the Lord? How does the moon praise the Lord? Um, you know, and then I was thinking about it. I was thinking everything God made, he made for his glory so that, you know, the Bible says that, that, you know, even the rocks would cry out if it, to declare the praises of God, right? Um, if mankind doesn't. And yet the, the one interesting note that, that I discovered was that God didn't create the heavens and the earth and the insects and the flying, flying chickens or whatever. He didn't, he didn't create the birds to have a relationship with him like he did us, his creation, his humanity. You know, the, we are the only, we're the only creation of God that we have stamped God's image on us. He wants to, he wants us to have a <laughs> creation, you know, and I, and I just think, man, you know, it. It is so awesome that God created us to praise him, but the psalmist knew that all of creation should be praising God. And yet, uh, and yet those of us who are called by his name that are chosen for him, that have, you know, embraced the, the cross of Christ that, you know, Jesus died in our spot so that he forgave us of our sins so that we could be reconciled to him and no longer walk in the darkness, but walk in the light and, and we can have that forgiveness and, and we can be bold in our faith and know that God loves us no matter what. How often do we actually praise him, people? Not very much. And I was convicted. I was honestly, totally, completely, 100% <laughs> convicted because I know me. I'm like, come on, Lord, would you do blah, blah, blah? <laughs> really, Lord? <Yeah. laughs> not thank you, Lord, not hey. And then the, and then the other thing that really struck me was how uh, David pointed out what instruments to, um, to praise God and the whole dancing thing. You know, I mean, come on, let's admit there are some congregations out there that are, that are, uh, that are uptight and they, they don't believe in dancing. But if you've ever seen the Jews dance, especially the Messianic Jews, uh, you know, then it, it kind of harkens back to when King David was there as day, there's a, there's as David dancing, as David dancing Jehovah's sight, something with all his might. I, you know what song I'm talking about? Yeah. I will praise the Lord. Anyway, yeah. if you just can imagine the King of, King of Israel dancing unto the Lord, I, I can't, but oh. if you could, can you imagine? And his linen ephod. Yeah. And his wife, Mikael, gave him a hard time. You know. But wives are four. Yeah. Anyway, you know, think, talking about dance and the arts, you know, the performing and visual arts, imagine right. putting in that context mm -hmm. as someone who's, you know, promotes the local arts, the visual and performing arts. That would through. be bareface. Yeah. Um, Imagine like going to an art gallery and you're admiring these wonderful paintings. You think, wow, this is really good. This is really good. And the artist steps up and says, oh, yeah, I'm the artist. And you'd say, who cares? Mm -hmm. Get out of here. I'm enjoying these paintings. <laughs> I'm enjoying these paintings. Who cares about you? you know, right. just, I mean, would you do that? It's like, well, you know, meet and greet the artist. Oh, I'm not going to go if the artist is there. I just want to see the paintings. I really like the paintings. I don't care who painted them, any of that sort of stuff. That's stupid. And it just it just doesn't compute. You'd want to well, you look at the artist or the art, you want to know the artist. Well, you know, why you know what motivated you to paint this or you know what motivated you to write this song 
Or, you know, when you go to a concert, hey, you want to go backstage and meet the band? No. I don't care about them. I just like to sit here and listen to the music. I mean, generally, if you like the art, visual or performing, yep. in the musical arts, you want to connect with the artists. And, and... Which leads me to the fact that how many of you would want to connect with me and Bareface in person? Just That's saying. not where I was going. No, I know. <laughs> I was thinking about the, you know, the sun and the moon and the stars, you know, praising know. the Lord, you know. I was just saying, we're artists here on, we're live streaming artists. Yeah. Created for his glory. Well, isn't that selfish? Yeah, just like every person that paints a painting wants to be recognized for it or writes a song or performs a song wants to be recognized for the artistship. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, the creator of the heavens and the earth has created some pretty outstanding stuff. Visual and performing and musical arts, really. Have you seen the birds I've, I've been posting on my Instagram yeah. page? I had have, I have no idea there were so many birds. Do you know that there's actually a bird that looks like, um, what's it called? Like bark, you know, like on a tree. There, there are birds. They kind of look like owls, but they... Their their foliage, their wings, all their body parts literally look like bark, and so they can be sitting on a on a bark, on a branch or whatever plumage. For okay, birds. yeah, and it it can look like it's actually part of the tree. I'm like, well, I can take a double look at that. Millions and millions of years of evolution. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it happened. I know. I know. Well, it's survival of the fittest. You know, the ones that looked. More and more like bark over millions. <laughs> I don't get the transition theory on the, you know, one didn't just hatch looking like bark if that's the <laughs> way the story goes. So they still would have been picked off all that I can't see you surviving. Mm. Anyway. Right. Yeah. I, I, well. don't, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist or a Darwinian evolutionist. Mm -mm. Anyway, back to you. Back to me. Back to me. I want to say... <laughs> I want to say back to me, Timmer. There's a there's a guy named Timmer who his name is Timmer, T I M M E R. Timmer. I don't know if Timmer's watching, but Timmer, if you're watching, hi Timmer. See, the morning call that I'm on, Timmer is the guy that heads it up. Now I don't know if his parents were trying to be funny when they named him Timmer. I don't know if it's actually a nickname. I don't know if it's Timmer is better than Timmy or or Timothy or Tim. Or there must be some name to Timmer, but anyway, um, on the call every morning, you just say, hi, I'm Stacy Lynn from Spring Hill, Tennessee. My background is a marriage and family therapist, Christian media, and then I got to say my name, blah, blah, then say what I'm talking about, etc. blah, 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 and then if Timmer is leading the call, we say, back to you, Timmer. Back to you. Timmer is one who Tims, so. <laughs> it's, pro <laughs> it's protocol. It's protocol to say back to you. I've learned this over six months of being on a phone call with complete strangers I've never, I've never met in person, <laughs> which is so funny. How many of you, <laughs> wait, 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 what I'm about to ask is rather ironic, okay? How many of you feel like you, you gather around to watch somebody or to hear somebody talk about stuff and they know your name? They maybe have even heard your voice. But they have never met you in person. And yet you somehow have a relationship with them, even though you've never met in person. You've just seen this image. 
you know, you just see it. I am the image right now of the big fluffy head curly monster that, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. all right, look, people. Fact I, check. What? Fact check. Timur is, <laughs> is actually chiefly Scottish, Scottish variant of timber. Really? Yeah. There you go. So, so back to your fluffy haired monster. Ah, yes. Oh, speaking of that. to share i don't think it's in here i think it's downstairs darn it okay well anyway i had to share something with you guys this is super exciting and then yes we'll get to the news don't worry about it blah blah if you're watching the replay and you're like hey are you gonna get to the news just fast forward about five or six minutes you'll get to it okay all right the first 20 minutes of the show is usually us talking and stuff so okay so i gotta tell you guys uh I had a great um, gathering with my girlfriend, Cheryl, who, who drove in from Ohio uh, last uh, weekend and spent the night with me and Randall and then got up super early and, and left to drive back to Texas. So that was great. That's why we're doing the show tonight because Cheryl came in. And um, I have to say that um, before she came in, I got an email from somebody. Um, and I got some mail sent to me. Uh, it was a history of, uh, my, my dad's side of the family all the way back to the 1600s. Um, my dad, this relative of mine has written, um, uh, a book documenting the genealogy of my dad's side of the family. So here's, here's the interesting thing that came out of some of the book that I read. And that is my maiden name. My maiden name is Parrot. Yeah, it is. I don't like promote it. I don't talk about my maiden name a lot just because, you know, hey, I know it's easy to make jokes about somebody's name. Go ahead. It's all right. People harp on my name all the time. Blah, blah, whatever. But check this out. You guys are going to find this. Uh, this is totally cool. So my maiden name is Spar Parrot and it's spelled P-E-R-R-O-T-T-E. So it looks like Parrot. Okay. But there's derivatives of the spelling of my maiden name it goes back to this guy named albert parrot who spelled his name different it was like p-a-r-o-t or something like that anyway somehow somebody traced back all of these centuries back to this one guy named albert who came over from france in the military landed in quebec uh, eventually got married and seeded all of north america through through his lineage right well is in this um a book which happens to be downstairs darn it that's okay um the the author documents that my maiden name actually means it it comes from the christian bible uh out of, um about um simon peter and the ought was actually added later as this French thing, because you as know, as a diminutive, as a diminutive, because the French are snooty. Yes, they are snooty. Wait, wait a minute, I'm French. Well, anyways, oh. the the old the olden people in France the are diminutive kind of is like junior, you know, or a, a smaller version. Yeah. So my main name actually means little Simon Peter, which which means little little pebble or little rock. Now. <laughs> Not as in Arkansas, just saying. But anyway, so now check this out. So my first name is Stacy, which 
comes out of the derivative Anastasia, which actually means literally of the resurrection. And so who would think that my first name means literally of the resurrection, Lynn means like a flowing waterfall, and then my maiden name means like little Peter, little, little, little pebble rock. Now, I find this interesting because for decades, as I've been a believer, I have had zero knowledge about my dad's side of the family. I have no clue whatsoever what the religion is on my dad's side of the family. Um, I have no idea if there was even Christians on my dad's side of the family. So when I found that out, I was so touched because to my knowledge, I was the only believer. I mean, truly, you know, at least in modern days. So I have to tell you that I have been, you know, kind of in this, um, like, why now, Lord? You know, two years ago, you had a Messianic rabbi tell me that I was Jewish, which is the, which was the catalyst for me going to 23andMe, getting my DNA tested. And then like next, next thing you know, I'm getting contacted, you know, (laughs) I'm getting contacted by, a first cousin who I still haven't met, who has ties to Israel in a very significant way, I might add. Um, and and there's a tie to me, which is very weird. It's just all weird uh, and all that. So I just, I just share that because I want you guys to know, and I want you to think about this. You know, God knows you. He knows everything about you. I mean, I've shared the Feminine Pad Always coupon story a gazillion times on the show. If that doesn't you know, make a point about how God know how much he knows you. You know, the Bible says that he knows every hair on your head, right? And if you're bald, well, he feels your pain. Actually, he doesn't have to count as much because <laughs> you have no hair, but you might have a beard. And so therefore he'd have to count the, the beard, the whiskers, which I'm sure are harder to count because they're smaller and stuff. You know, I have one occasionally, it's like right there. Randall can tell you I try to pluck it and it's like, it's very annoying. But anyway, all that to say that if you're, if you ever feel like God doesn't know you or, or has, or you're lost or you're like not a part of a tribe or you're all alone and you're out there floundering and you you don't really know that anybody really knows you. Let me just tell you, God knows you. He, you know, in the Old Testament, one of his Hebrew names is El-Roi. It's spelled E-L and then R-O-I. And, and that means, that means he is the God who sees. And he said that to Hagar um, when she was weeping um, and feeling cast out and rejected by Sarai, you know, when, when they were having the duel of the children, Isaac and, and um, Ishmael, right? God came and comforted her and basically said, you know what? I see. I see you. I see your weeping. I see your pain, I see your laughter, I see your joy, I see your loneliness, I see everything about you, and don't worry, I'm going to work it out for you. And so let that be a word of encouragement to some of you who might feel that way right now, um, because it really, really is true. And honestly, I had no clue. (laughs) I had no clue. And I got to tell you, this, you know, my relatives have sent me some pictures of my grandparents, and this is the weirdest part. I guess just got to share this, and I'm kind of sharing it myself. But this is the weirdest part about all of this. I was going through this book and in there, my my cousin or whoever it is, they documented the actual writing of my ancestor that came over. 
And I swear it looks exactly like my dad's writing. And I was sitting there with my dad the other day. And, and remember, he's 91. I was sitting there. I said, Dad, look at this. So I was reading it to him. I said, check this out. I said, look at the writing here of this guy, of this ancestor of ours. And I, I go, Dad, what do you think? He looks at it. He's like, that looks like my writing. I said, I know. Isn't that insane? That completely, I mean, the shakiness, everything. I was like, this is a cosmic joke. I mean, not like it was really a cosmic joke, but I was just like, man, that is completely like crazy that my dad's ancestor writes exactly like my dad. I mean, that's just weird. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know, but you know what's also weird is my aunt writes like my mother, and that's weird too. That's just strange. But anyway, so enough about me. All right, and Barb says, hmm, my name means strange one. I try very hard to live up to it. Guess what my maiden name is? Agar, the Greek of Hagar. Well, there you go. That's very interesting, Barb. Very, very interesting. And Sean says, I was an adopted Italian with the Muti name. Wow. Well, you know what? If you, if you want to get a DNA test, and I know there's controversy about it, <clears throat> uh, if you're a Legal Shield member, you can get a, a DNA test with 23andMe and get a 5% discount. If you're not a Legal Shield member, I think if you contact me, I can send you a link and you can get a discount anyway uh, if you want to do that. So, yeah. Anyway, so what are you praising God for? You should just praise him for everything right? Everything. Okay. So let's look at Target. Okay. Target or Target. Yeah. Or is it Target? Target. Okay. Anyway. So I've been boycotting Target for a while. And as, as I know, a lot of you have. Um, and, uh, and this, this article here from One News Now was published yesterday from the American Family Association. It says here, Target continues to do nothing to prevent voyeurism. A pro-family organization continues to sound the alarm over Target's policy allowing men in women's restrooms and changing areas. According to NBCPhiladelphia.com, Sean Anderson of Elverson, Pennsylvania was arrested in May after police say he drilled holes in multiple changing rooms at a Target in West Pottsgrove Township where authorities believe Anderson had been taking pictures of women and girls wearing few, if any, clothing items. Now, my first question is, what does this guy do? Does he work there in maintenance or was he some guy that just decided to carry around to drill and start drilling holes? <laughs> like nobody noticed that he, <laughs> that he was drilling holes? I mean, what the heck? There's cameras everywhere. I mean, it, well, not inside the dressing rooms. So it doesn't say that he used an electric drill or any kind. I mean, it could have used just like a... Like some kind of awl or something like that, or um, like a reaming tool. I mean, was, I'm yeah. sure they're just drywall. Probably. So you even had to make noise. And since men can use the oh, women's changing room, he he was in there to try on a skirt or whatever, or, you know, some intimate apparel. I don't know. And then while he was in there, you know, made made some holes in the wall, and so he could come back later to try on something else and. Snap some photos is my guess. Hmm. Well, it says That's here, my read of it. Anderson reportedly made multiple trips to and from the dressing rooms, and Target had already found and cocked over the holes at least once. 
That's creepy, one female shopper told NBCPhiladelphia.com. I wouldn't feel comfortable whatsoever. Another shopper called it scary. This is not the first case of peeping toms or voyeurism at a Target. There have been many police and news reports about perverts at Target stores in various parts of the country. The retail giant said says its policy allowing people to use opposite-sex restrooms and changing rooms is meant to be inclusive for transgender employees and customers. Still, organizations such as American Family Association argue the policy puts women and children at risk of sexual predators who take advantage of the transgender policy. No. AFA actually began boycotting Target after the retailer announced its bathroom and changing room policy. In the case involving the West Pottsgrove Township store, Target says it notified police. However, Walker Wildman of America... <laughs> I guess, I'm going to guess Walker is Tim Wildman's son. Cause, Probably. Uh, what was the other guy's Wildman? Don Wildman. It was the old guy. Anyway. Anyway, Walker Wildman of American Family Association says Target had the ability to completely prevent this type of crime by not allowing a man inside the women's changing rooms. Right. If he'd not been in there, then he would have never been yeah. able to make the hole. It's another case where Target is absolutely in denial, says Wildman. I'm a father, and the fact that Target has done nothing to hinder or stop or prevent incidents like this is absolutely unacceptable. Uh, an AFA action alert emailed to people Monday encourages, encourages concerned citizens to forward the information to friends and family. It also asks consumers to call Target headquarters and let them know they are boycotting Target stores. Yeah, they are. Only in America. Hello, Jason and Diane. I think I said hi to everybody else. Yeah, I did. But if you're in there and I don't see you, hi. Just so you know, I'm saying hi to you. I mean, when you have this situation where it's basic, it's based upon how someone feels or how they, quote, identify, and they don't necessarily have to wear clothing of the opposite sex. Of course, they'd be taking it into the changing room to try on, I guess. I mean, how would you verify that someone's in there is just a perv or they actually identify, you know, they're actually, quote, Transgender, unquote. Um, Barb says that Target is suffering from collective insanity. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they didn't think that this was going to be, you know, possibility. <laughs> that pervs would take advantage of this policy to be inclusive of transgender employees and customers. Um, but this is, yeah, this isn't the first story that we know of. Um, Isn't it interesting how transgender individuals wear opposite clothing for the different gender? There's only two genders, male and female, right? But that one shirt said that there's more than, you know, male and female, but they Uh, only sold them in male and female on Amazon. Yeah, men's and women's (laughs) styles. There's more than two genders, but we only accommodate two. If you missed our show from... Saturday? Yeah. I don't remember. We talked about that. And we mocked it. Yes, we yeah, did. Yeah, someone... Yeah, there 87 were, genders. That's there were, right. There were a few sellers of t-shirts on Amazon. The, the t-shirt has printed on it, there are more than two genders. And yet, you can only buy them in men's and women's styles. Two. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All Back right. to you, Stacey Lynn. 
Next story, Tampa counseling ban ready for decision. This is coming from Liberty Council's website. Liberty Council filed a motion for summary judgment asking a federal court to permanently block the city of Tampa's ordinance, which violates the First Amendment by prohibiting licensed counselors from providing voluntary talk therapy to minors seeking help to reduce or eliminate their unwanted same-sex attractions, behaviors, or identity. The ordinance imposes significant monetary fines on counselors who provide this voluntary counseling. Liberty Council represents marriage family therapist Robert Vazo and his minor clients, as well as the Christian ministry, New Hearts Outreach, Tampa Bay. The sacred trust between counselors and clients establishes a unique relationship that permits the clients to inform their counselors of their goals and receive counseling consistent with those goals. Uh, that therapeutic alliance has long been held sacred and inviolable. Violable. What he said. <laughs> Cannot be violated. Gotcha. Which, you know, let me speak to that for a minute. When I was a practicing counselor, marriage counselor, marriage family, child, therapist, that I spent 13 years earning a degrees for, 3,000 hours of clinical internship under numerous supervisors, some snarky, some not so much, but whatever. Um, there is something sacred when some stranger comes to you for the first time and you're in your office sitting there in your big chair with a clipboard with informed consent paperwork and ethics stuff on there and you're sitting there with a scared person generally speaking who walks in there they they want to be helped usually even if they're mandated on some point they want to be helped they want to get through it so that they don't have to be there <laughs> you know I never took for granted that relationship. In fact, I'm actually friends with some of my former clients to this day because, because I love my clients. I loved talking to them. I loved hearing them. I loved helping them guide them. Um, and as a therapist, from that perspective, it's like, let's say Bareface came in and he wanted to talk to me about something super sensitive you know, and he was my client and I was his professional therapist. You know, my goal is to listen to my client and to help them because here's what goes on in the therapist's head. Modality. Okay. So whatever modality you were trained in for me, it was cognitive behavioral therapy with a mixture of Freudian stuff and, and other stuff, whatever. And end goals. You want to find out what their goal is. That's kind of the goal. What would Bareface like to accomplish during this time where he's paying me like $25 a session? That's actually what I got paid. But I mean, a good therapist can get paid $120 a session or, and higher, depending on where you're at. What, what, what do they want? What do they want? All right. Now, how can I figure this out? So I sit there, I listen to him, I plot out points in my head, and then I would maybe consult with a supervisor if I was still an intern. If not, then I will concert, consult in a group of fellow licensed therapists and come up with a game plan. How can I help Bareface accomplish his goal, get him what he needs, right? Medical evaluation, you know, that could be part of it, um, you know. So in the event that he wanted to do drugs, he could, you know, like antidepressants or whatever, let's just say, uh, let, you know, anxiety reduction. How do you reduce somebody's anxiety? I actually, at one point was terrified of elevators. I know that that probably comes as a big shock to all you people 
because I seem so brave now. But there was an elevator in Orange County. It was in the mall. It happened to be a glass elevator. It was the only elevator I would ride in. It was only a two-floor elevator. But it, but I would go to that elevator, and I would only ride in that elevator because I was scared of elevators because I didn't want to be trapped. And, and I would ride in the clear one because... People could see in the event that I got stuck or something. I could go, ah, I'm here. I'm in this elevator. You know, they could see me. Well, there was a point in my recovery when uh, my therapist, she decided that she had to, um, you know, do immersion therapy in order to help me with my anxiety. And so the the building that, I think it was the building or maybe it was some other place we went. I think it was actually another building. We actually went somewhere together and we rode up and down in an elevator for 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 a, for a whole session, you know, got, got on and off. And my my anxiety went from like here to like woo, you know, it eventually decreased because I realized and discovered that, you know, that it was okay. You know, there's buttons there, there's a phone, there's different things. And you know, you know that here. But the anxiety and the trauma that I had suffered at that point, I was scared, right? And so when I had to do it by myself, I could always have that memory that my therapist, Lisa, was actually there with me and I was safe, you know, and, and I don't even think to this day she knows that how much that impacted me. But, you know, recently I was in an elevator and I was by myself and I'm like, okay, just relax. This is a two-story thing you're going on. You're by yourself. But there is a phone thing here. <laughs> I know it was just a flash. It wasn't like I was panicking or anything, but I had the memory. That is sacred. That is, you know, the love of a therapist for people. That's why most people become therapists because they love people and they want to help them out. So to have a to have something like this, which going on to this this article here, it says Tampa yeah. ordinance. Well, just to speak of that, yeah, yeah, I go mean, ahead. The, because you used me as an example. Yeah, fair. Not that I, not that I have unwanted same-sex attraction, but it, you know the client comes in. Hey, you know what's troubling? Well, you know I have this same-sex attraction. You go. You have to say la 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 la. Get out. Get out. Get out now. I can't talk to you. I mean, what's? <laughs> yeah, that's not going to traumatize them anymore. Right. You, you know. Well. <laughs> But, okay, so anyway, this article goes on to say, Tampa Ordinance 2017-47 violates the bonds of the Therapeutic Alliance and the First Amendment by imposing a viewpoint and content-based prohibition on the speech on licensed professionals in Tampa who, who offer counsel. A federal magistrate judge issued a 38-page report in January recommending that Liberty Council's preliminary injunction be granted and that the ordinance 2017-47 be enjoined for its multiple violations of the First Amendment. The plaintiffs demonstrated that the ordinance is unconstitutional because, number one, it's content restriction that is not narrowly tarot narrowly tailored number two it is viewpoint discrimination three it is overbroad four it is a prior restraint and five it's vague liberty council argued that tampa never considered less restrictive alternative means liberty council's client counselor only engages in talk therapy only with clients who voluntarily seek it and only with informed consent see you as a therapist have these documents and informed consent is one of them if your client doesn't sign it, you don't do it. Just saying. 
Um, anyway, the city's representative testified under oath that city officials had no idea how to distinguish between different forms of counseling. <laughs> okay. The city admitted that the voluntary talk therapy offered by Liberty Council's clients is banned under Tampa's ordinance. <sighs> Matt Staver said the city of Tampa has no authority to prohibit counselors from providing counsel which their clients seek. Our counseling client engages in talk therapy, which is the common practice of counselors. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know any other therapy besides like a physical therapist that would engage in anything besides talk therapy. Just saying. Anyway, you know, this is evil. The fact that, you know, Tampa is attempting to join, what is it, like 37 other states or something like that now that have banned, that that, that are that, that are banning free speech and, you know, the self-determination of the client that wants to get help, you know. If I want to go into a therapist and get help for anxiety, and then all of a sudden the therapist was like, well, I'm sorry, I can't, because, you know, you're blonde and you have curly hair, and according to this restraint, I can't help you because of your hair. Darn it. I'd be like, really? I mean, I would be bummed out because I wanted help. Should well, I go dye my hair and get it flattened? I well, mean, what if they said I can't talk to you because you have anxiety? Right. And, and you just need to embrace that. I I know it makes you feel uncomfortable. You feel anxious about being anxious. I know, you know, it makes your palms sweat, you know, and it gives you shortness of breath and you're unable to hold a job because of it. It makes, you know, because of overwhelming anxiety, it makes uh, driving dangerous and you're danger to other people. But I'm sorry, we're just not allowed to talk about anxiety. So you're just going to have to live to accept it and, and celebrate your life of anxiety. And... Let me send you to a doctor who can give you a script here with for your anxiety. So to we, help you. Yeah. To, so we can to help dope you, you up. To help you maintain your anxiety. He will give you medications. Right. So you'll feel anxious all the time. And you'll learn, you'll come to love it because you're constantly feeling. It'll just become normal for you. Yeah. And instead of having these bouts of unwanted anxiety and anxiety attacks, you'll be you'll feel anxious all the time and you'll come to love it you will you'll it'll just become so normal from you you'll embrace it as your identity hi i'm stacy lynn and i'm an anxiety basket case thumbs up nailed it yeah <laughs> that's the equivalent it is it, it, it really is now if you love being anxious you're not going to seek help for for anxiety because it's enjoy it you know if it's like if it makes you like you know, it makes you tick, then fine. But if you don't want anxiety, if it you have anxiety attacks that trouble you or disruptive to your life, you don't like it, you should be able to get help for it. Same with same-sex attraction. If you love it and that's your identity, that's between you and God, whatever. But if you want, you don't like it, it causes problems for you, you want to get rid of it, you should be able to get help for that. I know devil don't like it people no no he don't all right one more story here this is also from liberty council's website titled christian flag goes back to court okay all right this is what it says here liberty council is in court today this was yesterday's written 
uh, presenting oral argument regarding its motion for summary judgment requesting the United States District Court in Boston to rule that Boston resident Hal Shirtleff and his Christian civic organization Camp Constitution <laughs> can fly the Christian flag on Boston City's Hall flagpoles on the same terms as other civic and cultural organizations. The city refers to its flagpoles as, quote, public forums and allows private organizations to temporarily raise their own flags on the flagpoles almost once per week. However, the city censored the religious viewpoint of Camp Constitution's flag because it's called the Christian flag. The undisputed facts reveal that Boston has allowed more than 300 flag raisings by private organizations on the City Hall flagpoles, including the Turkish flag, which depicts the Islamic star and crescent, and the Portuguese flag, which uses religious imagery. City officials have also never denied the, quote, messages communicated by the Chinese Progressive Association, the LGBT rainbow flag of Boston Pride, and a transgender pink and blue flag, the flags from other countries such as Albania, Brazil, Ethiopia, Italy, uh, Panama, Peru, Portugal, Puerto Rico, and Mexico, as well, uh, as well as of communist China and Cuba, have all been approved to fly on the city's flagpoles. The Christian flag is the only flag censored. It would have been raised only during a one-hour event held by Camp Constitution on September 17th in observance of Constitution Day to celebrate the civic and social contributions of the Christian community to the city of Boston, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, religious tolerance, the rule of law, and the U.S. Constitution. The city's discrimination against Camp Constitution's religious viewpoint is unconstitutional. <laughs> the irony of it all. You think? <laughs> and must end. Where the city of Boston never censored numerous flags from private organization, it cannot ban the Christian flag by Camp Constitution, said Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Can you believe how stupid all of this is? I mean, they will allow Islamic flag... Uh, even though Islamic terrorists blew us up on 9-11 and killed, killed lots of people, uh, but not a Christian flag. Bareface, I mean, you know, the rainbow flag's fine, but not the flag with the cross on it. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, because cause we, want, we want equality. We want everybody. You know, we, we're inclusive. Hey, we'll fly foreign country flags on U.S. soil here at the at the city hall. We're we're inclusive, everybody. See, see, we 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 can't find that Christian flag, darn it, because we want to be inclusive. <laughs> well, because like, Christianity, you know, by nature is is so exclusive, and 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 you know, it's all about white supremacy and white privilege, and no. It, you know, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will save, you know, read Revelation, every tribe, tongue, nation. Yeah. Um, Barb um, said they're trying to uh, make us mad, gaslighting. Um, Christian Genius says, hey, Stacy and Bareface, and agrees that, yes, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, it is. All right, one more story here. Did I give you this one The from One News Now? Uh, I don't know which one. Health clinics now target of Christian persecution. Yeah, from uh, Eritrea. Yeah, that was from uh, last week, I think, 
over the weekend or something. Nope. Oh, oh, it's oh. from today, actually. Okay. All right, but I've got it. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. So, all right. So, this, this article report... Health clinics now target of Christian persecution. Christians in the North African nation of Eritrea are persecuted by the government, but there are now reports that even health care clinics are in danger. In 1993, the Eritrean government was installed after gaining independence from Ethiopia, and the repression of religion began. Ferdeoyes Baga. I'm not even going to go there, people. Of the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom tells One News Now there are reports that most, if not all, health clinics operated by the Roman Catholic Church in that country have been shut down. This has been perceived as potentially a retaliation against the church for the Catholic bishops speaking out and calling for reconciliation in the country, calling for change, essentially. According to Baga, Catholic hospitals and clinics throughout the nation are often used because government health care is lacking in the poor nation. It is very unclear right now how much of an impact it will have or how long it will last, she advises. It seems potentially like to be a permanent unilateral decision. Meanwhile, Christians continue to be imprisoned in sweltering shipping containers, some without food and water. And yes, you heard that right. Many Christians actually are put into these shipping containers and completely tortured that way. Um, it's It's tragic uh and and it's unfortunately the norm for most christians in the world you know they're being persecuted somehow and here in in america uh, we have i would call it a soft persecution going on um you know with just the different laws the um you know stuff like that so i feel bad for people you know why because a lot of times people don't realize, at least here in America, that you actually have rights. Yeah, you do. You have rights, people. Today I was talking to somebody uh, who's a young a young woman, 35 years old, who um, recently just bought her own house. And um, she moved out of an apartment, got the apartment cleaned, uh, got a professional cleaner in there, cleaned it up and stuff in hopes to get back her $1,500 uh, cleaning deposit and rent, you know, first and last rent, however it is that this particular place does it, right? Well, she's waited about a month already, and the landlord has not given her her money. And uh, and now she's the landlord is actually asking for more money for other ridiculous things, claiming that this person didn't do the, the right job, right? So, so I signed her up for Legal Shield, and I told her, I said, look, for 25 bucks, we can get you on the phone with a qualified legal attorney who's going to talk to you about your case, look at all your documentation, and that attorney will make sure that that landlord gets their button gear and does the right thing legally here in Tennessee. This woman did not know that Legal Shield existed. She didn't know that she had access to protection uh, and help, you know, and if it wasn't for some of the networking I, I've done recently, she probably still wouldn't know because I wasn't there t- to tell about it, uh, which is why I want you to remember Legal Shield, guys. If, if you are somebody who is so sick and tired of people getting taken advantage of 
and people just screwing them over and giving them crappy service and stuff like that, then sign up for Legal Shield. It's 25 bucks a month. And with it, you get a will done. You get your uh, attorney, financial power of attorney, medical power of attorney. You get that included in it. The average will is about 500 bucks, just so you know, to get that done a lot by itself. That's included completely with your membership, right? Uh, if you get a traffic ticket, and some of you, I'm sure, would, will, because you're not all good drivers. Just admit it, you know. Uh, you can actually snap the app and submit the ticket and get some help from the attorney. Or if some knucklehead hits you, let's say you don't drive crappy, but, you know, somebody hits you because they're on their cell phone not paying attention, you know, then you could tap the app and call the, the, the attorney, you know, and get them on the phone at the scene of the crime where they got hit, where you got hit, and you could get some help. There's so much that you can do with the Legal Shield membership. Uh, and, you know, I'm here to tell you that I am not going to stop telling you about it because everybody needs it. And you know what? When it comes to your freedom, you're, you only know, here's the thing, you are only uh, as free as you know your rights, what they are. You know, most people don't know their rights. You have the right to remain silent. Remember, remember that, the Miranda rights? You have the right to remain silent. Anything that can and will be used against you in a court of law, if you say anything, right? But did you know that if you have the attorney on the phone and you're calling them in an emergency, that attorney will say, you know what, hand the phone over to the police officer that's there and, and that's all you got to do. You know, cover your butt, basically. Rich people do that. Poor people don't. But you know what? Now everybody is rich with Legal Shield because Legal Shield was designed for the common man so that we're all protected, right? So here's the thing. If you're sick and tired of not being protected and having people screw you over, and I know I'm saying it that way, but it's true. This poor woman, a headache. One of my other clients found a freaking snake in her apartment, you know, because the landlord wasn't doing something to help get pests out of there. I don't know about you, but as a single woman, I would not want no snake in my house. Just saying. <laughs> Especially if I was paying rent and I had gotten on the landlord before about pest control. You know, snakes are little slimy creatures and evil, in yeah, my another opinion. Another reason a snake would be there is if it was following prey like small rodents. Right. Like mice and rats, that kind of thing. <sighs> yeah. So they came first and the snake followed. Yeah, and let's not forget also the scoundrels out there that are ripping and tapping in and trying to steal your identity. Twice tonight, I'm going to tell you something. Twice tonight, right before the show, Randall can tell, tell you this. I got an alert from Google uh, asking me if, uh, if I had just tried to reset my password for one of my, my Google accounts. And I went in there and I said, no, I didn't. Just so you know, I did not. And then right after I blocked it, I got another thing. Somebody in Ohio apparently is trying to reset my password on my thing. Just so you know, you're not going to know what the password is because it's a pretty complicated one. Duh. <laughs> it's not like one solid word with a number or anything. You're not going to guess it because it's a strong password. But there are scoundrels out there who are trying to break into your email. They're trying to get your credit card. They're trying to get your maiden name. They're trying to steal your license. They're trying to get your Medicare number. They're trying to get all your credit card numbers. They're trying to get your passport. They're trying to get your identity. And I have a gazillion story. I could do a two-hour show probably every day about just identity theft and how bad it is. 
you know, and with Legal Shield, our partner product is ID Shield. You know why? Because identity theft becomes a legal problem. And we have the best identity theft protection on the planet, in my opinion, and Kim Commando agrees we're number one. Yeah, we are. We're number one. Here's the thing. For $9.95, you can get our one bureau plan for an individual. $14.95, you can get the three bureau plan for an individual. For a family, you can cover your family for $30. That, that includes up to 10 children under 18, including your, your spouse. And yes, they even do cover domestic and homosexual relationships as well. If you happen to be in a gay relationship and you've bore 10 children, then all of them are covered under 18, just so you know. And it's a good coverage. Just saying, you need to get it. Um, don't say, I don't have the money, because you know what? They could wipe you out, and then you won't really have the money. Um, the membership pays for itself, because when you sign up, you get member perks. And you could save a ton of money when you go shopping online and save with member perks. Okay? So there's really no excuse except that you don't want to, or unless you already have the membership. So here's the thing. If you already have the membership, then become an associate. Join my team. Come on my team and sell it along with me. Let me train you. Let me inspire you. Let my my other team people inspire you to, to do that. I actually just had one of my associates sign on a member this week, or was it last week? Well, anyway, I think it was recently. And that person got taken advantage of by somebody marketing eBay stuff. And we're talking tens of thousands of dollars that they were getting hit with uh, because the scoundrels were trying to bilk them out of this money. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> they're out there. So as a Christian, you should be wise as a serpent and as innocent as a dove and you should protect yourself and your family. So that's all I got to say about that. So you know how to get in touch with me. If you want to know more, I'd be happy to set up a Zoom call with you or phone call, talk to you, give you info so you can analyze it to death and go come back and go, oh yeah, oh, 25 bucks. I can deal with that. That's like a meal. That's it. You know, I mean, you can barely get a meal at McDonald's for two people for that. It's, you know, money is really not an excuse. So I'm here to tell you to protect and defend yourself with something that's affordable and frankly it's biblical biblical to defend yourself and protect yourself also i want to thank ariel ministries obviously without ariel uh we would not have a big sponsor to the show ariel.org is the place to go you guys you guys can see right there bible teaching from a messianic jewish perspective you can use our coupon code bible news save uh 20 when you shop at ariel.org right there I highly encourage you to do that. If you're a pastor, a teacher, a Bible teacher, you know, somebody who mentors people, or you just love God and you want to have your own private Bible study, get Ariel's stuff. And uh, Dr. Arnold Frugden, mom, let him teach you. It will change your life. Totally change mine and bare faces. Yeah, it did. Also, if you want to be a pillar of our community, those are people who love us enough to donate to us every month. Uh, you know, hey, go over to our website, biblenewsradio.com forward slash give, 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 and uh, just donate there. You can set up a reoccurring payment. We got like three or four people that do that. And to those of you who do, thank you very much. Uh, it helps us out a lot. And to those of you who want to give, instead of just always take from what we're giving to you, then go give. Give joyfully, people. <laughs> there you go. And consider that. I'm just, I'm just going to be very direct. All right. Part of the reason we cut back this show is because 
frankly, we don't have the money to do it every day. We got to go out and do other work to do it. But here's the thing. If you're somebody that has honestly been a part of our audience and you've never donated to us, let me ask you why. How come? You obviously love our show enough to come in all the time, but you haven't never opened your wallet to give us five bucks. I mean, not even five bucks, five bucks, one buck, one dollar, one dollar for all of our work. I mean, come on, you know, if I was watching your scope or your live stream and I was a faithful member of your audience and I never gave anything to you, if you were asking and expressing your need, I would feel like crap myself. I would be like, wow, what's wrong with me? I should be able to give them a couple of bucks. You know, so I'm just asking, you know, not trying to throw a guilt trip, but I am wondering, you know, is it always money or is it something different? Do you feel entitled? Like you should always get something for free that you're being fed or (laughs) do you not want to watch us anymore? Or you just think that we're doing this for entertainment's sake? No, this is part of my livelihood, you know, and I think that you should give where you're being blessed. And so that's my challenge, you know. If you've been watching us for a while and never donated to us, step up and start donating. You know, start supporting the work. Because you know what? I'm going to tell you something. We are one of the few people in in the live streaming world who presents the type of show that we do. Not only do we produce it great for two people, but we have top-notch guests on this show that a lot of people won't get. And we're straight shooters. We're not false prophets. We're not talking about, look at me, I'm a prophet. I got a word. Yeah, I do. Somebody in the audience has to go. Wait, you have a million dollars. Barb has a million bucks. God's telling Barb right now. (laughs) That's such bull crap. You know what I'm saying? But I see that crap all over Periscope and other places. And I'm like, really? Really? You know? Uh, I'm hyping it up. Yeah, I am. Please buy my book, Pickleball Faith, people. Pre-order it today for $500 and I'll give you, yeah, I will. I'll give you a, uh, I'll give you a salted piece little bracelet on top of it as my love gift to you. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm mocking you. I should give you something more crappy, like some weird, you know, crystal thing I can go buy at Pick and Save for two cents. You know, I'm, I'm being slightly kind of a pain in the butt about it but honestly I don't understand why con artists get blessed and people who are straight on the narrow are like what no uh uh (laughs) all that to say hey look if God convicts you and he leads you to give to us go for it right I'm just you know throwing out my perspective like why (laughs) But not out of compulsion, for God loves right. a cheerful giver. Right, and God, you know, God will bless us. He has anyway. Yeah. But, you know, my point is, is that, uh, you know, we, we take a lot of crap from people because we expose the truth, and it's like, you know, support the brother and sister that's doing that on your behalf, you know? Just saying. So, there you go. Um, what else was I going to tell you? <sighs> Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, we will be back. We're going to do another show. And Saturday night, this is one of the shows that we do that other people 
uh, would not do, and that is that we have we're having Darren Mel and his wife on now. Darren used to walk in the homosexual lifestyle. He got married, and uh, and he, he backslid in his marriage and went into homosexual behavior again. And, and she forgave him and walked with him through that recovery process. This is a true love story and true God transformation story. And um, and um, yeah, Saturday night, you're gonna want to hear it. Okay. I mean, this is, this is a, uh, you know, this is, this is good quality testimonial time. This is the type of testimony that the counselors can't get because they're being banned to talk to people. But you know what? God can heal anybody and he can change anybody who's obedient and wants that change. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, come in and be encouraged Saturday night for that. Uh, and all that. I think I saw John come in. Did I see John come in? Mr. Baldy. Yeah, I did. How you doing, buddy? All right. So, yeah, with that said, so Randall, do you have any other thoughts on today, tonight, the show? Look at this. Food Lion. Look, this is Food Lion bottled water, people. We're not buying Perrier. Just saying. We're buying the cheap stuff at Food Lion. <laughs> Help us buy Perrier. Perrier you know, is good. But... Or whatever. With some, some no. other... Anyway, but better than Pellegrino or mm. really Pellegrino. Ooh, that sounds good with the orange in it. I guess yeah, I could the, the orange that. bubbles. Oh. Anyway, yeah. No, I've pretty much shared my thoughts on like the article we talked about and just the duplicity of it all and the insanity of it all, the exclusive inclusiveness. Right. Isn't that funny? No, yeah, it should be. I don't know whether to laugh or to cry, though. It's just, I just, I just don't know if they, they see it. Actually, you know what? I want to do one more story. Did I send you this couple about the Down syndrome couple? Uh, no, you did not. Did you see it on my Facebook? Here, I'm going to send it to you. All right, wait, before we close, I got to share this one story because this is so cool. All right. You're going to love this story. If you saw it on my Facebook, you, you already saw it, but... I love this story. This is a feel-good story. As we end the show on this, um, you ready? Um, almost. Okay. I gonna... absolutely love people with Down syndrome. Uh, our last church in California. Hey, Gina. Mama Gina is here. Anyway, our last um, church. In California had a ministry with uh, two uh, people with Down syndrome and and there's like a whole bunch of people um, in this but I love this story because it's so sweet you know hey Ramsness um, okay ready okay look, look at this so against all odds couple with Down syndrome celebrates 22 years wedding anniversary um, keeping a marriage is not an easy task. We constantly come across the devastating news of Hollywood couples breaking up. We are looking at you, Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan. I don't even know who these. Is it really hard to attain happily ever after nowadays? There's a stigma that will be hard for people with special needs to marry. Many people think that people with a condition like Down syndrome cannot take care of themselves. How will they take care of other people more or less start a family? Now look at this cute picture, okay? It's, uh, isn't that cute? Okay. 
Aren't they precious? Okay, so look at this. So it goes on to say, Marianne and Tommy Pilling are the first couple with Down syndrome to tie the knot in the UK. Their union was greeted with skepticism and some criticism when they got married in an Essex church two decades ago. These two people with Down syndrome fell in love and eventually marry. Many people thought that they shouldn't marry and that their relationship will not last. However, they prove that their love is stronger than their condition and tied the knot. In 2017, the couple celebrated their 22nd year as a married couple proving the test of time. In 1991, Marianne and Tommy met at a day center and dated for 18 months before Tommy popped the question. Celebrating 22 years of marriage is a feat, and they received love and admiration from millions of people on social media. Look at them now. Is this awesome? I love it. I just love this picture. I, I should print this picture up and put it on our wall. I love it so much. You know why? First of all, I've never seen older Down syndrome people. I've never seen, you know, I've just seen younger people with Down syndrome. I've never seen old older. But, I mean, look at that. That's a man and a wife, you know, and they're beautiful. Look at that. Uh, it says here, to celebrate their anniversary, they reenacted their first dance from Dirty Dancing to remember their big day. Despite many people are in, t- are in attendance, the, cop- the couple danced sweetly as if it was only them inside the room. My me- my wedding was the best day of my life. I was shocked when Tommy proposed, but I didn't have to think twice about saying yes. Marianne shared to the independent uh, website. Tommy and I never argue. I love my husband very much. He is my best friend, she added. After the wedding, the couple lives independently in their own home, but Marianne's sister, Lindy Newman, and her family live next door to help out in events that they need assistance. Now, look at that. Isn't that awesome, you guys? Sorry. I I just... I am in love with this couple just by how they look. I mean, look at that. Doesn't he look like a, a very caring guy? And and she just looks like she's so happy. Yeah, you know, such sweet eyes. I know. Aren't they great? Don't you just want these people to be your family members? I totally do. I, and can you imagine what they sound like? Because they're in England. They probably have a snooty accent or something. <laughs> I don't know. but But anyway... And oh, and then it, it, then it goes on. Their relationship gets stronger, and the couple proves that's wise decisions to wed. Meanwhile, the couple is grateful to all that believe in them, especially Marianne's mother, who supported their decision. Although Marianne's mom received a lot of flack when she allowed the two to marry, she insisted that it was their decision. Marianne had dreamed about a big white wedding since she was a little girl, and that's exactly what she had. It was a beautiful day. Marianne's sister talked about why her mom agreed to be her sister's marriage. You see this picture? Best husband ever, best wife ever. I mean, how could you not love this couple? I, I mean, look at that. They are the cutest. And look at that. Gender specific colors even. He's wearing blue and she's wearing pink. And, oh you know, goodness. she's wearing the right color and has wife on the shirt. And he's got husband on the blue. I mean, these people, they are so awesome. And anyway, so then it says, Miss Newman added that the couple's relationship offers a positive statement. When they walk down the street holding hands, they make a statement, but in a good way. Some people stare. They assume people with Down syndrome and learning difficulties can't get married. But we also get so many lovely messages from people who are inspired by their story. People worried about their own children or grandchildren with Down syndrome get hope from Mariana Tommy's story. And they hope that their children can also fall in love and live happily ever after. And now look at that picture there. See? There's another one. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a couple look so more in love than these two. I mean, 
Isn't that great? Heterosexual marriage with Down syndrome. I mean, that is so cool. And they've been married 22 years and uh, all that. So I just had to give that a shout out because it's just, I just melted my heart, man. Whenever I feel depressed, I'm going to look at this story. I'm going to save it on Facebook so I can go back and save it forever and read it. Because it's just so cool. Isn't that cool? Put a one if you think that's cool. Yeah. So Mama Gina said, I have a friend whose special daughter married a special boy. Well, we're all special. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're all special. But isn't that great? I mean, that is just so cool. You know? Uh, and it just goes to show you that God doesn't make mistakes. And if a special needs people with Down syndrome can get get it, you know, hello, that, you know, marriage is a man and a woman. Seriously, you know, <laughs> and, and they can make a marriage last for 20 something years. Just saying, you know, uh, you know, to God be all the glory, you know, uh, he has done great things and he continues to do great things and, uh, you know, I, I just, I just, you know, want to end on that high note. I mean, Bareface, your thoughts on that couple. I know you already shared, but isn't it great? It's beautiful. It is. It's just so, it's so, so great. Many levels. And I love seeing them looking young and then they got, they got old. And yes, uh, people with down, happen to us. down syndrome people are very lovely. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Me and Bareface, we used to be young looking, and now we're Randall's getting old looking. Yeah, people see Down syndrome as some kind of disability. I think it's I think it's an enhancement, really. When yeah. it comes when it comes to their unfeigned love and and just genuineness, I think it's I think it's a superpower, really. I remember one day when I was at church and I was having a bad day. I was isolating myself all by myself. I was in camp all by myself, <laughs> and uh, I was just trying to cover up that I was hurting. One of the the, the women at our church uh, who had Down syndrome, she came up to me, and she goes, you look sad. Can I give you a hug? And I just lost it, and she gave me a hug. Man, I melted my heart. I was just like, oh, look at you loving on me. You know, I just love Down syndrome people. I, I don't even know. I mean, I hate to, like, put a label on them. <laughs> just like... You are a Down syndrome person, you know. But, I mean, think about it this way. Even, I think it's Gerber's baby food, you know. Was it Gerber's? Was yeah. It? Yeah, that put a Down syndrome baby so. on their um, on their food. And maybe it was Pampers, too, did a Down syndrome baby on their Pampers, too. I, I don't remember, but, but um, yeah. God is good. Yeah, he is. And everything that hath breath praises the Lord. We should be praising God for everything, even though it hurts sometimes, you know. Um, there is a lesson to be learned every single day, uh, everywhere we look, uh, every thought, you know. God's just trying to bless us. And, you know, it's so interesting because the one person that all he wants to do is bless us, we're so quick not to thank him or or realize that that's all he wants to do is bless us. He's made our life a piece of cake, really. Um, even the hardships that we have are nothing in comparison to the joy that we're going to encounter when we're finally fully in his presence. Um, you know, um, as someone who's lived a, a hard life myself, 
um, I know that it's the love of God that changed me. You know, it wasn't the judgment of God. It was the love of God because God allowed his judgment on Christ who took that for me so that I don't have to. So, you know, be encouraged, you know, be encouraged by that. Be encouraged that you live in a world where the Bible is, you know, at least in America, you can get a copy of it anywhere. You can download version on your phone. You can clearly have a phone if you're watching us, um, you know, and, and just tonight before you go to bed, read Psalm 148, 149 or 150 and meditate on it. Let, let God speak to you through his word. You know, that is his word. I cannot believe I had, I, I won't go there, but just allow God to talk to you. You know, as Barb says, you know, just pray and talk to God. He loves you. He wants to talk back to you. You know what I mean? Not in a weird way, but like, Hey, I love you. Just so you know, <laughs> got through another day. Uh, and, uh, and we'll, we will be back tomorrow night. I am like royally tired here. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed after this, but I hope you have a good night. Uh, and we'll see you, uh, Lord willing tomorrow night, uh, for another episode of Bible news radio. So be bold people stand up and go with God because he loves you. And you know what? Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice in that couple we just showed you. I mean, that's cool. So we'll see you later. Thank <laughs> you.